Excellent. Well, we're excited to get to share. Um, Marcus is um, moving into his new home. Uh, he's been commuting from the Springs area for the last few years. Has it been years? Yeah, for the last few years, and now their family was able to move up here to Castle Rock, uh, and so he's not with us tonight because uh, they're they just got the keys and they're, they're moving, moving in. in. Um, but I'm excited to fill in uh, for him and to be a part of the panel tonight. We wanted to, as we were praying about it and preparing our hearts for what the Lord wanted to do this evening, uh, we wanted to continue the thought that Pastor Mike started on Sunday morning about these Selah moments, about considering our ways reflecting on what God has done and uh, allowing that to kind of build a foundation that we can continue to, to build on. That it's not just remembrance for remembrance sake, but it's remembrance because it lays a foundation for our children, for legacy, for generations. And it also helps us to step into the next thing because we now have the faith to, to point back and say, well, look what God has done. I know that he's going to take care of me, provide for me, whatever it is, whatever the testimonies are in your life or collectively as the church, we get to celebrate all of those together and, and as a family kind of own each other's wins and say, okay, well, if God did it for them, he can do it for me as well. So uh, this evening we want to continue that theme and we want to uh, consider our ways, and both in the things that we're currently doing, um, holding those loosely before the Lord to say, okay, God, what, what am I doing out of a religious obligation or a tradition that has maybe lost uh, the, um, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Maybe the Holy Spirit at one time said, do this, but that season is over. So we're holding it up for that. And then we're also holding it up to say, God, what is the new thing in this season that you want me to begin doing? So holding everything loosely, God, what do we need to stop and what do we need to, to continue? So we're doing that, considering our ways. And then we're also considering all the things that the Lord has done. So considering our ways, but also considering his ways in a, in a lot of sense. And so uh, it's September already, uh, <laughs> hard to believe, but no. yes, no. Um, but uh, I was seeing on my calendar that we've got uh, some Jewish holidays coming up, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and those are really significant for the uh, Jewish culture. And, and even as you read through Old Testament, there's a lot of great um, feasts and celebrations that they do to commemorate the different things that God has done. And what I was thinking about as we were, preparing this and kind of praying through it and considering our ways and kind of Selah moment, thinking about these things. Um, what I was recognizing is that in a lot of American culture, uh, we, we celebrate things. We have holidays pretty regularly, um, but they're not super, um, I don't know if spiritual is the right word, but they're not, uh, they're not rooted in the things that God has done. Whereas uh, I, I want to really commend like the, the Jewish culture most of their great celebrations are what God did either in Bible times or since then. And, and they have this like remembrance that they celebrate as families where they point back to say, this is what God did at this time. And this is how he took care of us. And this is how he delivered us or this is how he provided us or this is how he whatever. And they do a, uh, they do a significant job of doing that and celebrating it with families and, and passing those traditions on. And I think uh, in my family, the thing that's been passed on is we barbecue during Memorial Day and Christmas presents under the tree. You know, and it's just like, as I think about it, I think, oh, that's, that's really all pretty secular things, even when, you know, Christ is the reason for the season and we'd go to church. On, uh, but, but there's, if you ask any six-year-old, like the top five things they'll rattle off about Christmas, 
maybe Jesus makes it, but it's usually Christmas tree, presents, you know, snow, and like cookies or candy or something, Santa Claus. And, uh, and so um, one of the things that like it's really challenging in, in my heart is as I think about what the spiritual legacy might have been in my family if maybe my grandfather, who knew the Lord, um, had implemented some things where, you know, whatever arbitrary date, but we would pick it, and as a family, it's like, okay, this is when we celebrate that God did this in my family. But a lot of that legacy was forgotten and, and isn't celebrated and isn't remembered. And so my grandfather's past... And, uh, and so I don't have any of that rich history to kind of pull from. It was probably there. My grandfather knew the Lord, and so I'm sure there was something that God did for him, but I don't, I don't know any of those stories. And then even with my parents, there's a, a couple stories that they've told us before of like, oh, God really showed up when we needed him for these moments, but not quite, um, not quite like celebrating it in the way of like commemorating it and something that I can pass down to my children. So... Um, so that's something that I think Luna and I are going to talk about and try and pick some dates that we can begin to build these memorial stones, these kind of mile markers on our spiritual journey with the Lord, and and from there uh, have things to pass down to our, our children and our children's children to, to help them remember God's faithfulness and his goodness and his power at work in our lives. All right. So that was my, my tip. Please. All right. Hello? Are we here? Yeah. It's just very low. Oh, there I am. Hi, guys. Oh. Okay, I'll talk louder, Jer. There you go. <laughs> um, I wanted to share just kind of along that those lines, Andrew, just to encourage you um, to not wait until something really life-altering happens in your life to set those memories in place. Um. I haven't talked about this publicly. Mike has kind of like mentioned it here and there, but um, we did have a car accident almost five years ago where um, my mom actually was with us. Um, Our children, our three kids, um, I'm married, my husband, Sean, um, leaving church here just in a moment. Long story short, we were hit going on I-25, going 70 miles per hour, um, never saw the car, but we basically, if you guys all know Castle Rock, we ricocheted um, from the outside lane all the way to the middle divider and then back. And I remember immediately just starting to say, Jesus, 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 um, just in the moment of everything happening. And so, as you can imagine, I broke my back and um, our little one also broke several places. We all were in a traumatic place. Someone should have died. As Mike had shared, there was a sheriff, a CHP, that stopped, and he said, in 26 years, I've never seen someone have an accident like that and someone not pass away. So we know that's the protection of the Lord. Um, But that really set off, I think, um, something in our family to remember, even um, the braces that we had to use there is um, one in the children's ministry of Mackenzie, of our youngest. Uh, she had to be in a full back brace for a couple months. And so when that came off and just celebrating that the Lord healed her, she was never in pain, um, just supernatural. She was only five years old when this happened. And so we have her neck brace also 
commemorating what God did. And just recently, she had a break in her arm. And so, again, we just remember, we take the time to remember that the Lord healed her then. He um, made it so that all her pain would leave and that she just had supernatural accelerated healing no matter what the doctor said, no matter what the diagnosis was. And so the same thing happened, just declaring and proclaiming the testimony of what Jesus did and who he is in our lives is so powerful. I love to remember, too, that it's a way of prophesying what, who God is, right? We declare it, and it, it changes our circumstance, maybe sometimes not immediately in the natural, but we know that as we come into agreement with who God says he is and uh, what he's done, I would encourage to, to, many of us might have a favorite story that we have, to just recount Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Um, Esther, whoever it is, whatever spiritual giant you have, memorize that scripture, memorize those verses, um, and, and go back to that when we will all have, um, difficulties and afflictions in this world. And even, um, this is kind of tender on my heart right now. I told Mike, I don't know if I'm going to be any use tonight. We've been, um, just trying to help long story short, a young man, um, that is addicted and displaced. And so, it helps me. It's just been really interesting to see how I can have such conviction that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is his deliverer and his healer and his peace and his wisdom and his love and his wraparound presence and everything that David proclaims in the Psalms. He is that for this young man because he's done it in our lives. Just like Andrew said, if he did it in my life, He's going to do it in yours. That is who Jesus is. He's not a respecter of man, the word says. And so just remembering, even today, I was in the hospital while he's withdrawing, and just reading those scriptures, those writings of David, as he is just declaring that God is who he says he is. Simple psalms that we all probably grew up remembering or hearing. Just memorize one one verse, two verses, so that we can recount what we know is already truth. And I'm just going to wrap up really quick. Oh, hello. The lights are off. We have mood lighting tonight. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to read some of these. And this just came back to my remembrance. Back in December, we, um, we just talked about everything that we have in Jesus and what his name means. So if you can close your eyes with me for just a minute. And I'm going to read these over you, and you can just agree in your heart, in your mind. So I'm just going to say, Jesus, thank you that you are my salvation. Jesus, thank you that you are my righteousness. Jesus, thank you that you are my justice. Jesus, thank you that you are my purity. Jesus, thank you that you are my innocence. Jesus, thank you that you are my gentleness. Jesus, thank you that you are my chief cornerstone. Jesus, thank you that you are my counselor. Jesus, thank you that you are my deliverer, Yeshua. Jesus, thank you that you are my Emmanuel. Jesus, thank you that you are my eternal life. Jesus, thank you that you are my day spring from heaven. Jesus, thank you that you are my everlasting father. Jesus, thank you that you are my faithful and true Jesus, thank you that you are my faithful witness. 
Jesus, thank you that you are my mercy. Jesus, thank you that you are my forgiveness. Jesus, thank you that you are my advocate. Jesus, thank you that you are my almighty. Jesus, thank you that you are my alpha and omega. Jesus, thank you that you are my angel of his presence. Jesus, thank you that you are my anointed oil of gladness. Jesus, thank you that you are my heir of all things. Jesus, thank you that you are my shepherd of my soul. And the last one I'll read is, thank you, Jesus, that you are my Messiah. And so I would just encourage you to go back, um, read all the names of Jesus. This is, this is our promise of who he is in every single one of our lives. And it is our full inheritance of what we have in Christ Jesus. No matter what we're facing or no matter um, what anyone else around us is facing, this is our promise and there's power in declaring just who he is. Amen. Amen. Wow. I'm in remembrance. Man, so that reminds me of Sil uh, Sylvia Gunther's prayer portions. She has the 365 names of Jesus or, yeah. Wow. Natures of Jesus, if you will. Man, and I read those daily. Man, I'm just having flashbacks here <laughs> myself, speaking of remembrance. Um. What's been on my heart, um, Mike has been talking about, and, and the staff as well, and just over the past several weeks and a couple months about just foundations. And then just recently, uh, Mike shared on, I think, Sunday about hey, start building. Like, and how many of you know that you can't start building until you have a solid foundation? And, and my Selah moment is going back to kind of where I first radically encountered God, but um, back to when the foundations were built in my life. Um, although I was saved younger, I, uh, um, I just was, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I wasn't walking with, with God. And um, like pre-2009, in fact, as I look back, just to share maybe a quick testimony and story, um, it was not about me. It was all about me, 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 me. Um, it had nothing to do with God. It was, it was all about my kingdom, as I like to say, and had nothing to do with his kingdom. And, um, and, and I was building my foundation on the wrong things. I was building my foundation on the things that are literally temporal that I can't take with me <laughs> when I leave. When I'm, when I'm dead and gone, the things that I can take with me are eternal, and I wasn't building any of those things up. Um, and uh, God went out of his way, as I like to say, God went out of his way to get my attention. And um, I had a trifecta of three things that, and, and I, don't, I won't go into that story, but, and that's not the, the point of the story, but I had three things that, that, that completely disrupted our lives. Um, if I would have known how easy it was just to claim bankruptcy, maybe that's what I would have done. And um, so the foundations, the things that I seemingly thought of, um, that I built with temporal things and things of the world literally fell out uh, from underneath me. Ironically, our house was failing. Although it was a new house and we had just moved in, we were the first owners in 2001, there was a lot of bent night in the soil. The foundation was actually failing. 
in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day, we would just hear, and it was literally these metal I-beams underneath the floating floor in the basement that were buckling under the pressure. And, um, and we knew that the house was failing, and the warranty company actually went bankrupt three times in the midst of this process. Um, but we fought it, and thank God that insurance covered it because they came in, and even the, the three beams, right uh, the center eye beam and the three posts that come down to sit on those, when they went under the floor and looked, they were hanging off the edge of that. They had slid so far that all three of them were about ready to fall off, so the house would have literally collapsed. So um, when I talk about foundations, I had a very revelatory season about foundations <laughs> in its truest sense. Skip forward a couple of years, 2011. 2011, the house got fixed. Every single pier, all 35 piers in the house had to be replaced. And I was in this moment where God was moving on my own life and moving in, in on, on our family as well. And I remember thinking if, and I remember the, the, the workers that replaced the foundation, this company, um, the worker said, hey, if there is an earthquake, if there is a natural disaster, if there's anything, everyone in the neighborhood should come to this house because this thing is not moving. And they didn't replace all 35 piers. Every single one had to be replaced. They didn't replace them with like 15 foot, 100 PSI, cement, whatever code is for a house. They did 40 foot deep center core locking industrial piers yeah, and then they did, they built counterforts out on three different sides of the house. It was, it literally was Fort Knox um, in more than one, <laughs> in more than one way. Because I'm thinking about the bill to the insurance company for our foundation at this point. But I wanted to honor God in this because God was moving on our life, and this is where I believe the foundations of our life are built on three things: dedication remembrance. And these are just the three things, many other things, obviously, but three things in my heart that I've just been feeling uh, just these last couple of days. And today were a dedication, remembrance, and uh, hospitality or how we host, you know, um, Hannah dedicated a lot of things to the temple. There's some sacrifice to that and there's a cost that comes with it. And the remembrance portion is, is where I, where God took me in my own heart was Jacob building the altar and thanking, right, at Bethel and thanking the Lord for, for what was taking place in his life. And, and, and in that hospitality, you know, how we host God, even how we host other people. My wife, I, those of you that know Nikki, she is like, man, I always say your heart's bigger than your body. Like when we have people that come to visit, she ha- and we have a lot of, the, we have three girls, for those of you that don't know me, and we have a lot of teenage girls at our house, uh, and they spend the night. And Nikki is always like, I love Zion Meyer, by the way. Zion uh, loves breakfast when Miss Nikki uh, puts it all because she has the whole like island is full from left to right with everything from fruit. It's like going to a hotel buffet uh, for like yeah. Uh, in the morning we wake up, right? And so um, she loves coming over. And when we have people from out of town, she fixes a basket with all sorts of. You name it. It's just a hospitality basket. So how we host is, is super important as, as well. And we wanted to dedicate it. So what we did was with our house is we dedicated it to the Lord. We want to rededicate the foundation that was rebuilt physically now and rededicate spiritually what God was doing in our own life as he was moving in our family. And uh, we, we, got, we had our pastor over at the time. 
um, a good friend of mine still is, uh, but um, we um, we went and we like anointed. We got oil out. We anointed every doorpost. We like we prayed over the house. It was such a powerful time. The girls were only I think six six and eight or seven seven and nine at the time, but they were in the middle of it. They were like slapping oil on doorposts. You name it. Um, and it's funny because even years past, I could see in the you know where the, the it was several years past. Uh, this point you could see where the oil was above the doorpost and even as we moved out of this house just a couple of years ago to move down here you could still see where the oil was um but what we did was, was we dedicated our house to the lord we called back to remembrance all the things that god had done up to this point and how he had moved in our lives over those last two years and then we said god we want to host your presence at all cost, whatever it takes, we will host your presence. I can tell you from that night forward, and many of you know my story, um, I, within a, um, a very short time, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. With a month or two after Nikki got baptized in the Holy Spirit, in the six-month period, our, all three of our girls got baptized, water baptized, saved, water baptized, and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this portal opened up over our house for almost a, a period of two years. Um, and I've shared a few of those testimonies here, and I could spend days telling you testimonies of, of all the things that took place in this two-year period, um, angelic visitations, Jesus visitations, our kids having profound dreams, uh, profound, profound directional dreams for our family and over um, cities and over, over our state and our nation, just uh, profound. And so our, our, our family experienced a revival. And for two years, we lived in revival mode. We were in revival mindset. And it was um, at the same time, ironically as well, our church was going through a revival. And uh, people were showing up at our doorstep. Um, you know, I don't know why I was called here, but I'm supposed to knock on your door. Like, I mean, crazy stories that you couldn't write, you couldn't imagine or even think up, uh, let alone actually them happening. So all that to say, to this day, I still have remembrance, and I go back to this two-year period of how God moved on our family and uh, what, he, what he did. And it's funny because there's so much of that Jacob story, I believe, in my own life. Because Jacob, as he went from Esau, um, not knowing, he ran and he stopped and he built Bethel. He built the altar. Um, but he was running in fear because he didn't, he was running from Esau because Esau wanted to, said to behead him basically and uh, he came in fear and it was a little different posture that he came in from the first time but 20 years later when he came back through when he came back through his Selah moment or his remembrance at the altar when he came back through Bethel after being with Uncle Laban and 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 being deceived by the veil that was lifted from Leah and then working another seven years and another seven years for, for the promise of Rachel, all to come back to Bethel and, and have a moment there where he didn't come in fear now thinking that he was going to be beheaded. He actually came back in thankfulness and gratefulness for what God had brought him through. And that's when God renamed him, right? He said, no longer do I call you Jacob, but I call you Israel. And it's those seasons, I think, that we walk through when we get on the other side that we look back and we're like, God, I don't know all that you just did. And some of it, I'm still chewing on things that happened a decade ago in that home in this two-year period. And all the 
amazing, amazing things that God did, not just in us, but man, there was so many people that got blessed and set free and, and, um, you name it, these dreams, revelation and vision. But I just thankful and have so many Selah moments as I look back just at that period of my time, uh, of our lives and our family's life. But when we dedicate, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> I will say that, but, but, but I would just encourage each and every one of you, if you haven't done so, dedicate your home to the Lord. Like at all cost, host him, whatever it looks like. I love what's going on with John Zega right now. He's, the Lord said, go out and buy a bunch of worship equipment and I don't everything else he's, the Lord's told him to do. He said, just host my presence. And they're having worship nights that go to 1, 2, 3 in the morning. Uh, I think he said 5 a.m. the other day, last week or something. And they're just inviting people and, and God is showing up and doing some amazing things. So, um, so I would just encourage, like I said, each and every one of you just to, you know, whether it's just turning on worship music 24-7, we always do at our house. It's all the things that we know to be true, but but just worshiping 24-7, having those Selah moments often and dedicating, literally dedicating every foundation within our lives and within our homes to the Lord. Amen? That's good, Tracy. So we're going we're gonna to break into groups here, and I think I just felt like this is an opportunity just to even uh, to kind of think just to stop, this is that kind of Selah, just take a pause. Uh, and I know we're, we're in a season right now where we are moving at a rapid pace. Um, it, it feels like what maybe would take a month is taking a day. And, <laughs> and we're plowing into new ground and moving into new things. And, and I, know, I know my personality is don't look back, just keep on going. <laughs> we don't have time to celebrate we just got to move into the next thing. And, uh, but there, are, uh, there is a reason why we need to stop. We need to, to look at the things that the Lord has done and make these markers in our life. Set these, set these stones, these memory stones. It's, that, it's what I shared uh, on Sunday, and so I'm not going to go back into it. But just that, that Joshua 4 where they take the stones, and it says these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So it's not just for us, but it's for generations that we set this up for our children and our children's children. And, and we say, these are the things that the Lord is doing in our lives or has done. And, and I'm telling you, we're about to, we're moving into a crazy time. That's, it's, uh, I just say, let's, we need our foundation strong. And I think there's just this, let's remember the things that the Lord has done so that when things start to shake again and even shake at a greater uh, kind of uh, um, a greater rate than, than what we've seen before and with greater strength, that we don't, we don't start to worry, uh, but we go, oh, but we know who our God is. And we know what he's done in the past and we know what he'll do again. Uh, that he's our strength and he's, our, he's the one that we trust in. You read this Bible from beginning to end, and you just see, like, the whole thing is trust in the Lord. Trust him. Have faith in him. <laughs> like, don't allow the things of this world to overcome us. We're actually called to be overcomers. But it comes through our faith and our trust in the Lord. And when we, when our, when, when we lose that faith and that trust in him, that's when things start to kind of spiral and where we... Uh, we take our eyes off of Jesus, and we, 
and we start to worry. It's where it's it's the very thing that Peter did when he took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to sink. <clears throat> and then we cry out. We go, Lord, help. And he does. But the whole point is he's like, just keep your eyes on me and you're not going to sink. So so we need to set our eyes on him. We need to get these these memorial stones set so that as things begin to shake, we're grounded. We're grounded in him and we know who he is. Good? Okay. Uh, and, and let me just say out of this, I feel like, like the Lord is moving us into a building phase. Um, there's going to be physical building, but there's a spiritual building, and there's a strengthening that he's doing in this time. Uh, but he's resetting things, and he's setting, he's setting the new and removing the old. And so a lot of the things even that we've established that we think are so great, um, he's going to kind of knock those things out, and he's going to set new things in our life. Uh, he's still the foundation. He's not shaken. Uh, but everything else that we've been building up and all the stuff that we think is so important, I think we're going to realize, <clears throat> you'll look back, just remember this time today, you look back in a few months and you go, wow, uh, I needed this, that we need these things right now. We don't even realize, we don't know what we don't know, but I would just say get ready. Let's strengthen ourselves now because when the storms hit, when things begin to hit and you're trying to get yourself grounded in those times, it's really tough. Ground yourselves now so when the things hit, we're already grounded in him, we're strong in him. And we can press forward and do the things that he's actually called us to do in those times. So why don't we pray and uh, and then just gather into groups. I would say, you know, wherever, just uh, four people, maybe five people. Um, and, uh, and just you can share just maybe something that uh, the Lord has done in your life that she's like, man, this is this is a memory stone for us that uh, we saw what the Lord did. And we can we can stand on those things. So, and then just and just pray as a group. And I think what I felt like is just pray, and in the prayers, thank Him, uh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His love endures forever. So there's just that thankful heart. There's so many times throughout the scriptures that it just says thank the Lord, give Him thanks, and uh, there's power in that, and it strengthens us. So. Andrew, you want to pray as we close? Father, we do. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing and all that you're going to do. Uh, we remember that you are faithful and that you are good and that you are working all things, even the things that we dislike, uh, together for our good when we love you and are called according to your purpose. And so we, uh, we ask that your Holy Spirit would bring to our minds the things that you want us to remember that you would remind us of those times that you've been there for us and even help us to see from heaven's perspective the times when you were there and we didn't we didn't realize it, the times that you were moving and we didn't see it and the times that you were uh, accomplishing something for us and, and we didn't even give you credit for it. So I pray that um, as, we, as we do this in groups, I pray that you'd be with us, that you'd inspire our conversation, you'd help us to sharpen each other and encourage each other. In Jesus' name, amen.